turned out to be a punk rocker. You know what I do? Warning. This podcast contains hot takes, cliched opinions and strong language. Welcome to Records and Bands. Welcome to Records and Bands. I'm Rob Jones. Joining me today to run through the 10 mighty questions is the talking dad, host of the Man Cave Beer Cast, my pod wife on last exit on mainstream and a fellow lone wolf over on our new shiny website, the lone wolves collective.com. It's Jamie and Alfo. All right. How are you? Hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm good. We haven't spoken for about three minutes. So, uh, welcome to the show. Just give, just give everyone an idea where we can find shows. You can find me. Um, talking dad podcast is talking dad all, all over social media. You can find me on the Lone Wolves Collective website. You can find me at Jamie's Man Cave and Man Cave Beers Podcast. Also on Records of Bands and Last Exit on Mainstream for all your pop culture adjacent stuff. Excellent. I called you my pod wife, but we don't. I, I could be the pod wife. I don't know. We don't do traditional gender roles on this podcast, do we? Oh, I don't mind. I'm completely, completely open. Um, you've been on here enough times, so uh, I think we'll just crack on into the 10 questions. So, Jamie, what are your top three albums of all time ever? Or your top three bands and artists? Or, if you're feeling extravagant, you can go for both. Oh, wow. Right. It's both for choice. Um, this one actually threw up a bit more of a challenge than I, I thought it would when you first sent me the questions. But the three albums I went for, was Yellow Wolf Love Story, Arctic Monkeys, whatever people say I am, I am not. I think that's what it's called. It's a mouthful, isn't it? It is a bit. And then I put Metallica's Black Album. Oh, the Black Album. I did, yeah. Excellent. That's a good album, to be fair. It is a good album, and that is probably more of an entry point for me, given my age, than it might have been for my uncle, let's say, who's predominantly into them and got me into them right okay so he would have been into like ride the lightning and kill them all and kill them all i think right. those are the one i remember him having on the on the shelf yeah did you um what was the second one sorry oh arctic monkeys we did the arctic, arctic Mon- monkeys yeah, we, first one yeah we did a full episode on the arctic monkeys album didn't we we did yeah me and sam had a bit of a um naughty's indie loving that was right did you um have a go at your top three bands as well or not I didn't actually because I just thought it was I thought it was top three albums or all right bands. or so both the albums, that's right but I, I could I could probably re- reel them off if you want yeah me to. go for it why not top three bands yeah or artists or whatever yeah can be the same ones <laughs> um, uh, Motorhead yeah Yellow Wolf again and. The last one, who would that be? Possibly, possibly Sabbath. Oh right, okay. Possibly, yeah. I um, we might have talked about this on a previous episode, but I went through a phase. I would look at the bands that I was into. So, for example, that might be Metallica, and then I would try and trace the timeline back to where Metallica came from and I probably ended up at Motorhead from there you see what I mean so that's 
kind of where I shifted to, uh, if that makes any sense to, to anyone listening. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Motorhead are a massive influence on Metallica. Yeah. What was the first record you bought with your own money or specifically asked someone to buy for you? Right, okay. So. And I don't want no, I don't want any, like, fake ones, no hipster ones. I was just going to say, do you want the cool answer? I want the proper answer. I want the truthful answer. So, thinking about it timeline-wise, I remember in like 99 2000 when the Marshall Mathers LP came out from Eminem me and my friend stole it from his older brother's collection I thought you were going to say stole it from Woolworths then no 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 we stole it from his older brother's collection so we had to take the disc out of the case and put the case back in the shelf Mm. and then take the disc off to his bedroom or like to his dad's house because it was Mm. um, his brother used to live with his nan Um, and then we'd go and listen to it because it had the parental advisory thing on uh, we thought it was like the best thing ever. But I didn't technically buy that one. So the thing I bought myself, and I used to do this quite regularly, it was like any time I got pocket money from my nan or parents, um, we always used to go down to, I think it was Virgin Megastore back then. Um, and then it changed into whatever it changed into, HMV and all them. So we used to go down there. Um, and I think probably... First thing I bought was probably Busted's self-titled de- debut album. Excellent. Um, but but at the same time, LimeWire existed around there, so I would have had access to all sorts of things, I think. It was hard to pinpoint, but I, I do remember buying that Busted album. What was the last record you bought or streamed or downloaded or whatever you do nowadays? doesn't need to be a new one. It's just like, what's the last thing you put on? The last thing I was listening to was yesterday, um, and that's um, by an artist called Ren, which is quite new to me. And he's got a mixtape slash album called Demos Volume 2. Um, that was the last thing I listened to after I found one of his um, one of his songs and videos from around December time on YouTube and went back and gave that a listen, and it was actually quite quite a revelation so i had to go back and delve a bit deeper so that was the last thing yeah. is that the one you sent through on the whatsapp it was i haven't watched it yet i i i i, I saw a rapper i thought i'll save that for later um, oh it's worth a try it's, it's interesting isn't it yeah what was your first gig you went to um so the first gig i went to quite a few local gigs beforehand because i had a guitar te- couple of guitar teachers one of which was in a uh the end. He was in a band, obviously, but um, the name's gone completely out of my head. Is it someone we would know or not? Definitely. Old guy, black curly hair. Leo Sayer? No. Tony Iommi? No. Um, plays harmonica. What's his bloody name? Bob Dylan? Bob Dylan. How did I forget that? <laughs> Jesus. Well, um, your guitar teacher is Bob Dylan. I wish. <laughs> Three chords in the um, truth. Yeah, so he was um he was in a Bob Dylan um cover band. Ah. Um when you said you would have heard of him, I was like, what? So was he a session musician for Dylan? No, 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 no Dylan cover band. No, you would have heard of Dylan, is what I was after. I couldn't get to the Dylan part. 
So, yeah, he was in a Dylan cover band. He played guitar and... No, I think he played bass in the band, but he taught me guitar. And do you know what? He was a real, he was a really cool old Scottish guy. When I say old, he was older than my dad when I was like twelve. So that was old to me. So he's like probably thirty-two or something. He was probably late forties, right? Fifty. Okay. So he was yeah, um, but he was a he was a cool old dude. So I went to watch them a few times, and they're actually quite good. Um, and then there was another guitar teacher afterwards who was um, a bit younger and into Green Day and only Green Day, really. And they tried to keep teaching me that, and I just wanted to learn the Foo Fighters. Um, so I might have seen him, his band, locally. But the, the big gig was um, The Darkness on their first big tour. Well, their their main tour when they brought that first album out so my dad took me to Birmingham to watch The Darkness Is that the one Leon was there wasn't he Yes Is that right yeah, Did we, we get that out of him as well yeah. We did yeah What's the last gig you went to Last gig I went to Big gig Last one was in 2018 I repaid my dad by taking him to watch Deep Purple Oh lovely job There we go Very good they were all right, yeah. Do they have Richie Blackmore still or not? No. No, it was the original lineup, so I think it was Mark One with uh, Gillen on vocals. Right. And he kept he kept nipping off stage every other song. I don't know where he was going. Do some Lewis speed or something, probably. Well, maybe. Maybe, I don't Keep know. him going. Yeah. Keep him alive. <laughs> um, who's been the biggest influence on your record collection? I think we've spoken about this before a long, long time ago, but... Uh, yes, so probably either Yellow Wolf or Motorhead. It probably comes back down to them too, for similar reasons. So you've gone a different route to what I was expecting, and you're not the first person to do that with these questions. Um, when I with this one, I was thinking like, is there a person that kind of influenced the stuff you're into more? Okay, but if 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 the answer is you heard Motorhead and that was it, you were away, then... I thought you meant if you scroll through my list on my phone or you scroll through my recollection, who would you see the most mm. of? So that would be... Um, Excellent. But that still counts? Yeah. Is there yeah. a person you think who would have influenced that route? It would be my dad. Yeah. Probably. Um, yeah. I probably... Do you know what? I would even say that his taste in music is probably as eclectic as mine is uh, from the different genres. Um, and I've actually, I've found upstairs, I did a little um, choose a record with me reel on Instagram for the Man Cave channel. And uh, when I was going through the collection upstairs, I found one of his old, his old bands uh, compilation. What vinyl. were they called? They were called Vermilion Hair. Vermilion Hair. Vermilion Hair, yeah. Excellent. Yeah. Um, interesting. And he played drums in that band. All right. Are they any good? Or? They were okay. Yeah. What sort of, it's a bit glam rocky, is it? Or No, it wouldn't be that old, would it? Because I, I forget how much younger than me you are. Oh, I don't really know where you'd put it. No. I suppose it came out of the sort of, it came maybe out of the sort of, um, Blondie into yeah, so it'd been like into like the mid eight, eight new, mid, mid new eighties sweet sensation it? type yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Excellent. Have you ever been in a band? I have. 
what was it like? Who? What, what? Did you have a name? Did you play gigs? Did you get out and about? It was a school band. I don't even know if we ever got to a name. Um, can't recall a name. I think we played about with some silly teenage, let's be outrageous names, like Pink Thong. Oh, that's um, a name, mind. Now that should be a glam rock band, shouldn't it? That's a glam rock band name. Ju- but we were Justin not Hawkins in Pink Thong. We were not glam rock. We were um, um, knockoff uh, naughty's indie. Excellent. Uh, <laughs> um, if you were to be in a band now, is there a certain type of band you'd like to be in, or is there like a big famous band that you think, oh yeah, they'd be in that band? So if there was a genre I had to pick to form a band and I was playing in that band, it would probably either be sort of metal or punk, I think. And you playing guitar? High energy. Yeah. Yeah. Do you still play guitar much or not? No. I need to. I should get back to it. I do need to get back to it. I want want to teach the kids, that's the thing, but I I also need to find the time to teach myself first. Punk band it is then. Yeah, I'll go for that. Um, so far, this next question has proved to be one of the favourite ones from everyone I've put it to. Um, you've got six slots at a festival, just one day. Who are you putting on? Slightly eclectic again, yeah. but we've got Yellow Wolf. Is he so opening up the Yellow, day, is he? Or? Yellow Wolf could open, because I've got Yellow Wolf, but I've also got Blink-182, and I feel like one of them might open. Um. So Yellow Wolf, Blink-182, I've got Soft Play, formerly Slaves. Okay. Um, I've got Motorhead. I've got Nirvana. And I've got Guns N' Roses. Excellent. Guns N' Roses headlining. Yes. Yeah, Nirvana. Oh, Nirvana. That's good. That's a weird bill, actually, because they notoriously hated each other, didn't they? Maybe, maybe stick one of them in a tent out of the way of each other. I don't know. Well, yeah, or Nirvana has to start. Just to ask to open and then leave and then they go. <laughs> that is quite eclectic. But, but any one of those bands could, you kind of want to see all of them in the dark, don't you? But Yeah, and I, and I feel like, I think all of them bands potentially could also intertwine with each other and play in each other's bands. Yeah. And, and it could, you know, it could, could be a real sort of, Jules Holland Hootenanny mix up at the end of the night, and presumably it's the... Guns N' Roses in their prime. Yes, is it Guns sort of like now. just after Appetite Guns N' Roses, or is it like use use your illusion Guns N' Roses, where they've got like the the grand pianos and the gospel singers and like the full on massive no, show? It's just a, it's just after Appetite, right? Stick them in a tent, then man, yeah, get sweaty. Yeah. For Guns and Moses. Um, which band or artist makes you dance around the kitchen like a bit of a dickhead? Um, me and the kids sometimes will put Metallica or Motorhead on and we'll have a little headbang around the kitchen just being an idiot. So, yeah, probably one of them. Is there any particular song that gets the kids going more than any of us? Me. It's just the Maybe energy of it, good. is it? Yeah, it's the energy. Yeah, that's the kind of thing I like. I think it's either energy or it's or it's good lyricism, good writing. Is there a band or artist that the whole world think are amazing, and you're just like, nah, man, I don't get it. The shit, I don't get it. 
So it could be Coldplay. Yeah, obviously. It could potentially be Radiohead. Right. I don't quite get that. Right. Don't get them. I think I missed the boat on them and it's hard to come back. What is it about Radiohead? Is it just that you don't like good music? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not usually judgmental on these things when I've been doing them. I've just been gone, yeah, that's fine, it's up to you, but I'm going to call that one out, I think. But <laughs> They do disappear um, at their own arse at times, to be fair. <laughs> or, or sort of anything mumble rap um, is not for me. So what what... what... What's mumble rap? What classifies as mumble rap? Um, mumble rap is where it's probably got a really good backing track and you think, oh, this could be good. But the person delivering it has got no skill whatsoever, so they just recite the alphabet or something and try and put it along into a flow so it's and it more, just does not work. Right, okay, so there's no thought gone into the words whatsoever. It's just... Well, yeah, no substance and they're just rhyming... Words for the sake of it, or talking about sipping lean and drinking gin and juice, which other people have done better than them before. Right. The the other side of this coin is: is there a band or or someone that you're into that, like no one else that you know likes? Yellow Wolf. That's my crusade to get more people to like Yellow Wolf. It's one of them things. I think it's a time and a place thing, and sometimes something hits and resonates with you and you just stick with it and you follow that particular artist or band through whatever they choose to do and other people might dip in and out or they might just listen to it and say i'm not quite sure i get what that is because you're the only person i've ever heard of speaking about yellow wall yeah and so i wonder if he was to come over here touring what sort of size venues does he play in funny enough we were having this conversation earlier because when we went to manchester with my wife earlier we drew we drove past the um the little dive b&b place that i booked for the last time we went to go and watch him so he played at the academy too last oh, right, time okay. part of the part of the uni um but i think if he came back now we would probably be playing the apollo something like that the apollo yeah i would, I would imagine yeah i saw the offspring yeah, that's there that's a good that's a good size venue though it's a good it's a good size venue to see someone in isn't yeah. it? i think because, like, to be honest, I'm not, I'm not that fond of big gigs anymore. Yeah. But like, I don't think, like, there's bands I'd love to see that you're only going to see them in a big place, and you know, I probably, like, if I had to go to like the O2 or like the big arenas, like, I'd probably go. Do you know what? I'd give it a miss, and yeah, hope that I catch them on the way down later on. Yeah, it's hard price wise and tickets, isn't it? You mean yeah. You might pay, you might really want to see them pay a load and hope to get down the front, but you're going to have sort of a few thousand behind you. It's hard to yeah to enjoy that. Um, it's almost like a mini festival, isn't it? Or, yeah, and it's like not, you might as well be at home watching them on the telly. It's like the form, like yeah. the best place to watch the Formula One is on the telly at home, isn't it? Yeah, so you right. can see it all exactly. Yeah. So you you get to a gig that big, and you know you end up watching the big screens. Well, maybe I'm just old. I don't know. <laughs> so speaking of aging, you can time travel to any musical era or scene, anywhere you like, any when you like. Where are you going? Um, 70s into 80s. I think I'm riding the, um, I'm riding the birth of metal into punk sort of scene around that time so because um, like the first sabbath album was what 70 
Yeah, I think so. So I sort of, I'm probably picking up a 70 and traveling up to 80, maybe. Right, okay. Does that That's hit a long, punk? that's a, yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It is quite a long scene, isn't it? <laughs> so there's a lot to cover there as well, isn't yeah. there? Um, but I watched a, I watched a TV series called Vinyl. I don't know if you ever saw it. It was a HBO I haven't. thing. It wasn't that a Scorsese thing and Mick Jagger was a producer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it was really interesting because it's around that time and it's around the sort of the seventies sort of um, music industry uh, and a guy sort of trying to create his own record label and management of certain bands and it was it was really interesting and really good the way it was shot and everything but it never it didn't get picked up for a second series which was uh, disappointing. I'm. You say there's not a second series, so I, I was I was about to say, oh, I'll check that out, but there's only one series, and then it kind of stops halfway through. I wouldn't bother. <laughs> <laughs> it's worth a watch, though. It is good. Yeah, it is. It's good, is it? Um, right, last question, Jamie. You've got one song you can add to our playlist for the ages. Um, what are you putting on our playlist? This is heavily influenced by a recent discovery, and it's it's a song called High Ren by the artist Ren. All right, That's okay. the one I sent into the group the other, yesterday. It's just, it's, do you know what? It's a thumbnail on YouTube that I'd seen a few times and never clicked on it. And then something made me click on it. It was a recommendation. Uh, yesterday, heard it, and I think I'd listened to it five times and then listened to a load of reaction videos all following that and listening to different people's take on, on the song itself just one of them songs that kind of just comes up and slaps you in the face and a really interesting take on on something that has been done before but in a really interesting way and an artist that is independent currently and I think we might see a little bit more of. Excellent. Right, that was great. Thank you very much. Okay. Um, just remind folks where we can find you. Yep, Talking Dad podcast. Talking Dad all over social media. We've got the Jamie's Man Cave, where we talk about beer and beer blog, review beer, and also Man Cave Beers podcast. As well, uh, Lone Wolves Collective, where me and Rob are showcasing some of our some of our art and our podcasts and our blogs and just trying to promote all the indie stuff. And that's it. So hopefully by the time this goes out, we might have been able to bring on at least a couple of like one-off or occasional con contributors, maybe even a regular contributor as well by then. So that'd be good. But I'll leave all the links in the show notes along with a link to the Patreon so you can throw a couple of quid in our proverbial busker's hat. That would be much appreciated. All the socials will be there as well. Um, but he was Jamie Anolfo. I was Rob Jones. And that was Records and Bad. Oh, yeah,